Okay, let's bring in Michael Zaremski, the director of futures at Charles Schwab. He's joining us to help us get ahead of some of the eco data and earnings still headed our way. Michael, good Wednesday morning to you. New home sales due out this morning at 10 a.m. Eastern. We know housing's slowed some. You can understand why. You've got a 30-year mortgage up around 7%, first time since 2007. What are some of the expectations for today's release? For the past weeks, months here so far this year, Ben, slower home sales here. Yeah. And once again, we're expecting to see in September there about about a 14% decrease month over month there with an annual rate of about 585,000 homes. Now, to put that in perspective, Ben, we did have a, a kind of anomaly last month in August. We actually saw a spike up. Sales for new homes were up 28%, which really kind of broke that downtrend line we've really been in since the start of the year as well, too. But I think some of that may have been just uh, houses there that were still in the construction phase that finally got completed there as they started to you know, maybe do a little bit of catch up there as well, too. But once again, expect to see that trend go lower once again in September. Now, we also had the uh, mortgage applications weekly out mm -hmm. as well earlier this morning, and similar story there as well, too. Now, 1.7% last week as well. New uh, purchases for new homes down 2%, down 42% year over wow. year. So we're at lows here for mortgage uh, applications we haven't seen this in 25 years, 1997, since we've been at this rate here. And in fact, the uh, refinancing market has really just gone to a standstill, Ben. It was unchanged week over week because there's only estimated about 150,000 borrowers out there that would qualify for refinance at these rates above 7%. 150,000 in the U.S., right. So it's it's... it's it's dead. It's a dead market there as well. So, yeah, similar situations there. Case Thriller came out yesterday as well in August. Once again, I'll, even though housing prices are up year over year as well, too, they continue to decelerate down 1.6% there. This is the fastest pace of deceleration since these records have been kept here. So, yes, the housing market there is definitely slowing down. Definitely looks like a recessionary for the home industry as well too and like i said that ripple effects that it affects in fact we're going to see some of that ripple effects from the home situation the mortgage situation when we start to see these earnings for the tech earnings especially meta which we have coming out after the close today a lot of their focus there is the decline in ad revenue what companies are pulling back their ad revenue ben mortgage companies anything doing with housing mm. cryptocurrencies mm. those are some of the biggest declines in ad revenues that we're hearing about as well too so like i said that spillover effect even goes to these tech companies like we've seen with google with their uh, slowdown in their ad revenue on youtube as well too once again mortgages crypto two of the industries there as well too they really seen a decline there in their spending for digital advertising yeah we we're talking about the impact that had on alphabet michael is this uh, i'd imagine it's a combination not only of some of those pandemic neon swan type uh, housing conditions that we had seen uh also higher rates as well i mean so it's this kind of double whammy right now that's really impacting the market Oh, absolutely right there as well, too. I mean, it's the, for a home builder there, it's really just been a, 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 almost a hurricane-type situation there. So when they had the demand there as well, too, they couldn't get the labor. They couldn't get mm -hmm. the uh, materials there. And now that, you know, some of that is starting to ease as well, too. We have higher interest rates really driving buyers to the sidelines. I think Upholdly there in their earnings call said that they've seen cancellations nearing 25%. Wow for buyers there as well too. So you just see here that the, the buyer there is either being priced out of the market or 
being very cautious now and saying, you know, I'm going to hold back here as well, too. I'm getting a little concerned. The economy is starting to slow. Maybe I'm concerned about my my job there as well, too. And with these higher mortgage rates as well, too, it's just a kind of to maybe pause and just kind of rethink and maybe pull back there and wait to see things start to calm down as well, too. Because let's face it here, we're not really solving the problem with the uh, housing shortage in the market here, but it just may be coming to a little bit of a standstill here until conditions start to improve. You know, Mike, as I think about it, one could argue copper was a bit of a precursor to all of this, right? I mean, it, it topped out around $5, sold off since. It's been kind of sideways, but I mean, with rates on the rise, the U.S. dollar obviously a factor when you're talking commodities, the impact that has. But I mean, uh, in many ways, this is all intertwined here. Talk to us about markets to keep an eye on in terms of reaction to this or just looking at sort of the ripple effect and, and watching in terms of some opportunity that this could present. Well, I think a couple of markets to watch as well, too. Uh, let's take a look at the NASDAQ uh, 100 here today, Ben. Um, we actually yesterday on that uh, sharp rally there before we had out the, uh, the big tech earnings there as well, too, we actually kind of tested a downtrend line from the August highs here. Now, we have pulled back a little bit as well, too, but we're, we're still in a near-term overall uptrend here as well, too. So to have a breakout of this market here, if we can get above 12,000 here, that can actually set up a, a pretty good situation and maybe near-term lows are in place in the NASDAQ. However, I'm kind of watching that uh, 12, uh, what is that, that 12,150 level there as the support area as well too. It comes right around the 20 and 10 day moving averages. If it holds above there, you know, we may be in good state, maybe a little consolidation falls below that. We kind of broke this uh, near-term uh, uptrend right as well too. Let's also talk about some earnings that are coming out today. We talked a little bit about Meta coming out after the close today as well too. We already know that the uh, the ad revenues there are really gonna weigh on their uh, earnings as well too. But I think traders have really, you know, really kind of beaten down that stock already. In fact, we're down another 4% in the uh, pre-market here as well. But what they really wanna hear, I think from a company like Meta there is, uh, the kind of the management focus though from the metaverse where they're really just throwing hemorrhaging money into some that may not come out for for years or even maybe the decade in the future there before that gets any kind of traction there and focus more on their core businesses what are they going to do about this decline average revenue how are they going to deal with uh TikTok really eating their lunch there against Instagram there and the reels there. How about monetizing uh, WhatsApp, for instance, there as well, too? So if they could actually kind of shift and say, okay, we're going to start focusing on our main businesses as well, too, maybe cut back a little bit on the expenses there for you know the unprofitable uh, future potential growth for the company as well, too, maybe that can kind of stabilize the company. All right, Mike, lots to watch here. Definitely, uh, uh, obviously, the impact this could have on the indices as well as the tie into the bigger picture discussion here. Mike, always appreciate you joining us. Michael Zremp, the director of futures at Charles Schwab. We're